Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few podcast, episode two of the 2021-22 season. My name is Graham Curry and I'm joined by Kenny Winters. Kenny, how are you doing? How's your summer without Rangers? Oh, it was alright. Um, I have my own football going over summer anyway, so I hardly got a break. Yeah, you're coaching, so you're always surrounded by football. Eh? Kept it going for you. What uh, about the Euros? Any anything stand out for you at the Euros? You oh no, we had a sweepstake in work. I uh, I wanted Portugal to win, so it was uh, I lost interest in it pretty early. But tell you, I'm happy that. Somebody didn't win it. <laughs> well, I had Italy actually. I had Italy in my predictor, so I won the I won the sweepstake and the and the money to go with it. So I was delighted with that. Yeah, so a few things have happened throughout the summer. Then, so um, what about the new strips? The the new gold lining. Does that do it for you? Will you be buying the Homer away strip, or what's your thoughts? Yeah, um, I don't know if it's just coincidence, but but they both came out in my payday, so. Um, I got the home one. I was up at, I went up to Ibrox the day that the home one came out. Seen the queue and thought, nah. So I went up to Buchanan Street and I thought, might as well. I've drove up here now. So um, nice in person that is in the in the promo material definitely. Um, and then the away one, look man, like I know a lot of people don't like it, but I don't. Honestly, I don't see what's so bad with it. I've seen a lot of people saying it's the worst kit I've ever had. Like, come on. No. 
No, it's, it has divided people, hasn't it? I quite like it myself. I like the away strip. Um, home strip's fine as well. It is, obviously, the gold lining is for the 150th anniversary, so I think you can live with it. Um, I'm kind of a fan of a retro strip, really. So, kind of like what I had in the third division. I quite like that basic, just blue with a white collar does it for me, but mm. aye, quite quite nice. I think I'll think I'll probably get both of them actually when I when I get around to buying them. Mm. I'm assuming we're going to bring some white one out or something because they are quite similar in colour, aren't they? I would imagine there is a third kit to come. Yeah, even a European kit or something. We usually have three anyway, so yeah, imagine that. But even a lot of the training gear looks quite good as well. You know, a lot of this, the stuff that's coming out for your store is. Um, I know there's quite a lot of complaints about the quality I didn't mm. kept last year, but um, it all looks good to me. Everything looks quite smart. So there is a lot of it to be fair. So <laughs> they release something every day, didn't they? Every single day they're releasing something. Um, yeah, <clears throat> we got a bad news this week as well about um, Ali Dawson passing. Um, age sixty-three, Ali Dawson was the Rangers captain during the, the early eighties. Actually made 315 appearances for Rangers. Gained five Scotland caps as well. Um, his honours, two Scottish Cups and four League Cups in the 80s. So I personally never seen Ali playing for Rangers. Um, just quite just a wee bit before my time. So I never actually seen him play. But all reports coming out this week are he was a, he was a great player. Um, served the club well. And to rack up over 300 appearances, obviously. Is testament to that. Um, I'm, you're obviously a lot younger than me as well, Kenny. So, did do you have any memories, or does you, anything in your family or anything like that tell you about Kenny? Uh, to tell you about Ali? Uh, no, to be honest with you, it's not. Um, it's not a name I was too familiar with. Um, obviously, reading the stuff that's came out this week, um, like you say, to captain them in the the eighties. I think my my parents were. Well, my parents weren't even my age in the eighties, so. Um, as well before my time, um, but yeah, no, you're right. It's sad news, and yeah, and it wasn't just it wasn't just a player for him. He done a, done a I think it helped with the soccer academies. He done he's like an ambassador for the club, so he was um, he was certainly a big part of the club. Um, yeah, and he would be sadly missed. So pass on the condolences from the gallant few. A few other things have happened this week. Then we've had a few departures from the club. Um, maybe worth running through. Some of them we have already covered last week. Colin and I covered some of these last week, but I'll just recap. Um, some that went out on loan. So Jack Thompson's away to Queen's Park. Lewis Mayo is away to Partick Thistle. James Maxwell's away to Air United. Kai Kennedy's away to Dunfermline. And Ben Williamson's away to our opponents at the weekend, Livingston. Those are the loan signings out. Permanent moves out. Reese Breen, Reese had been out in America at Orange County. He's away to Dunfermline on a permanent permanent basis. George Edmondson's away to Ipswich. And Dapo and Buddy's away to Watford. So touching on George Edmondson, probably the highest profile um, departure there. Was that the right decision to let George Edmondson go? Yeah, I think so. Cause obviously looking at the... Like, take it, like forgetting about... Obviously, the, the incidents with the COVID breaches and stuff last year, like looking at his position, we've got Goldson, Katic, Balogun, and Halanda all ahead of him, you would say. So um, he would be fifth choice. So I think 
probably for the club to get him off the wage bill and then for himself to get out and get some game time. Um, that's probably the right decision, yeah. Uh, Simpson as well to throw into the mix there. So Simpson, there's, oh, yeah. there's another defender. I, I quite liked him. I, but the Podders and this and the Gallant few are all divided, really. There's a, a mix, mixed feeling for this one. I, I personally would have kept him. I thought he had a bit of potential. I, I quite liked him. Um, but as you say, it would be difficult for him to get into the team. So probably is the right decision for him, probably. Um, personally, he's probably maybe said... I'm not going to get a game at Rangers here, so it's time for me to move on. And done well in the Championship last year, by all accounts. So Derby it was, wasn't it? He was at, yeah. He was at Derby and done well, so apparently he stood out there and Ipswich have took a shine to him. Um, I also see Ipswich are rumoured to be interested in Jordan Jones as well, so another guy done well last season at Sunderland he was at. So another potential departure. So we are seeming to be trimming, we are trimming the squad and I think it needed it, I did think it needed to to be trimmed because there's a lot of players there that weren't going to get a game and if they're going to develop their career or um, yeah, for their own benefit had to go out. Yeah, I think um, obviously with the, the sort of younger boys going out as well, all that over the summer about the, the old firm, you know, like the teams going into the Lowland Leagues. Um, starting at Division 3, I think that's obviously probably impacted quite a lot of them, same within Rangers, and I know obviously they're investing in the actual B team now, but um, I think to actually get them out in a bit of high um, high competition and more high intensity games, um, that will will do them the world good as well. Yeah, the youth have have got a good programme here, so we're in this Lowland League, and we've won our first three, and then we get beat last night after... um, the strollers, civil service, yeah, civil service. So civil strollers, they they beat us three one, and that's been the first defeat. But that's a good level, I think, for the able boys to be playing at. That's going to develop them, and then the ones that are just slightly older and not um, available, they're moving on to, you know, that's one of them is going to Ben Williamson's away at the Premier League with Livingston. Three of them there, Lewis, Mayo, James Maxwell, and Kai Kennedy are in the Championship. And then Jack Thompson's in away to Queen's Park in League One. So there are there are going to get challenged there and obviously that might be a hopefully a progression to the first team. Um or if not the progression to the first team, develop them better as football players, which should be the end goal of a, an academy anyways, to to get professional football players coming out of your academy. Yeah. Yeah. We had um four friendlies, pre-season friendlies. We had four. We had Partick, uh, first game was against Partick Thistle, where we won 1 0. Um, Arsenal at Ibrox, 2 2. Brighton at Ibrox, 0 0. And Real Madrid the day later, and we won 2 1, beating Real Madrid. What an incredible, incredible thing to see. <laughs> Real Madrid. Did you manage to get to any of the games? Have you been lucky in any of the ballots? Or? Well, I didn't get my season ticket this year, so. I um I just sort of winged it and got tickets both days. Just um, one of my mates I went to school with got me a ticket for Brighton, and then it was Hodge Scott Hodge that got me a game for the Real Madrid. A ticket for the Real Madrid game. So um, yeah, I managed to get to the two of them. What about yourself? I've not been to Ibrox at all. Not I've not had a not been seen any of the games. Not. What was your impressions of the team then? Through the through the friendlies, anything stand out? 
yeah, Cedric Kitten stood out both days. Um, I know, obviously, there's no secret he didn't really get going last season, and we're only four games in, and specifically these two at the weekend. But I uh, know he's he was impressive for the weekend. He's uh, he's looking hungry, and he looks as if he knows now that he's got a season to to um, take his chance and take the opportunity. Gerard was saying that he looks more settled. You know, I think his girlfriend's now lives in in Glasgow, so he's getting maybe a bit more settled personal life. He's socialising a bit more, so he's probably grounded, which can only help him in his work if he's coming to training a happier boy. And um, yeah, obviously he knows the club a lot more, so having had that season, so um, yeah, hopefully he gets more game time and, and starts banging, keeps banging them in the way he has done the first four friendlies. Yeah, and um, and Stephen Kelly as well, obviously. If- I know you went out of the game, but you would have seen it. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was excellent. The two, he played both days again. Um, Spent that Brighton game. I know it's it's weird to say because obviously Real Madrid are tougher than than Brighton, but that Brighton game, untouchable. Aye, bossed it. Oh, honestly, see if he put, honestly, see if he kept that up, he'd be in that. He'd be given first team a, a real problem, not selecting. Mm-hmm. I know Colin's a big fan of him. He's been following him for the United and Ross County. He's been watching him closely, so I think he's got his eye on him and, and can see that. But um, yeah, I watched the game obviously, and he did stand up. You know, it looks as if he's no fear. He's up against quality players there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's Premier League level players that he's playing against, and he's 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 not looking at a place. He's actually looking at head and shoulders above some of the players. So mm-hmm. great signs for that. What about that result? Real Madrid. <laughs> it's unbelievable to keep saying it though, but how do you manage that? Did see after see after we won the league and um, you know the full no the uh, celebration in Glasgow, I went in. I know you won't obviously you won't hear it on the podcast, but I'll show you it here. I went into a shop and bought the '94 home kit. Oh, right. And I it had it framed, um, and I took it out. I was like, oh no, I'll, I'll keep it in there. I was like, no, no, no. I'll take it out for a special occasion. So that's what I'm putting it down to. But honestly, man, they were, they were unbelievable. Like, and I'm hearing people say it's a Real Madrid B team or whatever, but if we're being honest with ourselves, I is, but it's not as if it's just anyone off the street that's chucking on a Real Madrid kit on. Yeah. I mean, we've still got Marcelo in there, um, Odegaard, Isco. Had um, that boy up front, Lucas Vasquez, that they paid £50 million for the early year, so... Um, I they weren't. There wasn't tafties that were running about in the pitch, and once the Rangers just absolutely dominated them. I know their goal, Rodrigo. That was just a a bit of um, personal inspiration, and um, Odegaard carrying up, passed it to Rodrigo, maybe forty yards out, and he done the rest. I think he went by three or four players, and take nothing away from it's a great goal. But the rest of the game, we were just they couldn't couldn't get a touch. Yeah. What was, do you think it was just depressing? There was just we wouldn't give them a minute in the ball. It was just working as a yeah. team. Yeah, it was just that high intensity. High. Do you know, I was speaking to one of my mates. We went out on Friday, and he was saying that he thinks we'll do better in the Champions League than in Europa. And see, initially I was like, "What are you talking about?" But see, the more that he explained it, we do actually play better against teams that will come out and go for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean, compare compare Saturday and Sunday there. 100% I'd agree with that now mm. Yeah, because you find that when teams kept 
park the bus against us, but it's hard to break down. It really is hard to do it. But mm. if, you, if people are going to come out and leave space, then we'll exploit it because we've got pace to do it. We've got the, the ability up front to exploit space. Yeah. Ryan Kent ran, ran them ragged. I don't know the name of the boy at right back from Madrid, but to be honest, it's probably a good thing for him that nobody knows his name because he get honestly, he get run ragged. I can't do that for me as well. Just um, also just watching on the telly, but um, he really did stand out. And I will make continue. We're looking fantastic. We're looking really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Well, looking ahead then, looking ahead, we've got a few big games coming up. We've got Livingston on Saturday. What's your thoughts on a, a first team 11? What's your first 11? Or did you mean first? God, uh, <laughs> we I'll go first then, Kenny, let you have a wee think about it. I've wrote down mine before we, before we came on here. So I went McGregor and goals. Tav, Goldson, Alander and Barisic. Kamara, Lundstrom and Davis. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And then up front, I've went Hadji, Kent, and Itton. I want to see Itton continue that um, continue that scoring form that he's had. What's really interesting about trying to choose an eleven is it's so difficult. It's so difficult because you're leaving out some cracking players. Um, you just don't know. Yeah, you just don't know what, what's for the best because we've got so many so many great first team cho- uh, first team players to choose from. But yeah, I've went Itton and said it's a Cala. That's probably contentious. But what, what do you think? Anything on that? Anything you would change there? I'm just finishing. Yeah, so I've got McGregor in there. It's Barisic, Holanda, Golden, Tav at the back. Midfield three of Davis, Kamara and Lundstrom. Um, Kent, Hadji and Sakala up top. One change to my team then. Mm. So we went Sakala to start and I went Itton to start, yeah. It's, it's a tough one. What did Sakala look like? Uh, he looked good. Was that his first game for him in the Saturday? He came on and, he, I mean, it was he didn't look out of place. He was straight on and straight in the faces of Brighton. Um, then obviously started up top on the Sunday and got his goal. But no, he looked good. He, see for it being only, well, not even two games really, one game in total, he looks... Um, I think he'll do well. I've seen the reaction on Twitter as well from people um, obviously sharing that. Nobody, I've not seen anything negative about him. Um, 
Well, as he's got, is it? Is it physicality, pace? Is it all these things? What's, what's his um, key attributes, do you think? Yeah, it's his pace, and he's always looking to get in behind and get the ball. Um, he can obviously can spray out wide as well in this Christmas tree formation that we play. Um, I think it's just a perfect fit because obviously he can drop deeper, let Kenton Hadji, um let Kent Hadji advance or Kent Hadji in whoever it is. Um, I think just on that note, just a tangent. Obviously, Morelos is back. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes an appearance. Not really. Even as a sub. Um, unless I've missed something, then Gerard said that he's not going to play. I've done that last. No, I've not season. seen anything either. But um, I was just surprised that I would be surprised if he started anyway. Just he's not. I, know, I don't think he'll start. But I think we might uh, see him make an appearance. Um, just to get a bit of minutes in his legs, but no, Sakala, he was he was looking everything everything that you'd ask for a striker coming, looking to get on the ball, look comfortable on the ball, wasn't scared to run it, defenders. So you know, um, I can't see him. I can't see him flopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, Livingston have signed a couple of players, maybe worth bringing to your attention. Andrew Shinney um, started off at Rangers. They've also signed Adam Lewis. On loan from Liverpool, twenty-one year old from Liverpool, so you've got to imagine that he's a decent player. Um, anything that's coming out of the Liverpool Youth Academy the last few years has been pretty decent. So well, we know that we're sell with Kent, but um, maybe that's a couple of things to to bear in mind for Saturday. Um, I assume your confidence is high. And we should be beating Livingston. Last time we played Livingston, I said it was going to be about four or five now Rangers. I think it ended up one each, but feel better this time. <laughs> right, predict one each then, that'll be 4 0. <laughs> no, I think um, obviously the players will be wanting to start out the campaign, start as we need to go on um, with the title defence. So I'm not going to say a score, but I can't see it being anything else than three points to us. Yeah, starting off at Ibrox is going to be good as well. Last year we started at Aberdeen, it was Kent in the one victory so um, and it just set us off that was such a good performance result yeah we just need to hope that we get the same same start looking at the the fixtures in the league and I said this to Colin last week in the pod I can see us opening up a gap I really can you know we've got home to Livy Dundee United away Ross County away home to Celtic St Johnston away Motherwell home that's for first six fixtures and, you know, I'm always quite confident, I suppose, um, looking at that. But looking at that fixture list, that gives me hope that we could probably even get maximum points out of that and and, yeah. and really open up a gap. I think if you don't take 18 from 18 there, it'll be a bit of a sickener. But, listen, these, these wee teams, you know, you know what they can be like, especially when we're playing away and, They'll come to Ibrox and sit in and obviously Celtic have got a new coach and staff, well, coach, head manager and um, the squad at the moment, it's no secret that it's not the best, but surely, surely they'll get some quality in by then. You need to think so, then you? You know, it looks very bare, their squad, so that's what, I'm, that's what gives me confidence as well, you know, is that they don't have time to bed all these players in, so if they're going to 
take a few weeks to get up to speed, then they could be dropping points in those first six games. And if we open up with, you know, flawless eighteen points, whatever, then you know we're already we're already starting to open the gap, and they're chasing us already. What are they? The fifth game, fourth, fifth, fourth. Yeah, it's Livy, Dundee United, Ross County, then Celtic. It's the 29th of August, I think the date is for that. It's the end of August anyway. Mm. I guess the only thing you factor into that is what European schedule. So we're going to have to be playing Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. But given the squad we've got, I think we should be able to handle that. Mm. Uh, obviously, first up, 3rd of August is Malmo. So we're travelling to Malmo on the 3rd of August. And then the return leg being the 10th of August. Malmo get through that last round of the Champions League by defeating Helsinki. Uh, so yeah, they scraped through actually. So Helsinki gave them a little bit of a scare. They were expected to, to uh, battle them, but Helsinki ran them close. Hmm. I think um, with us being seeded, I was going to sound arrogant or get ahead of myself, but with us being seeded and Malmo, I can't really see being an issue for us. We beat better teams than that to get into Europa. And then I'm not sure who we can get in the next round, but I am um, pretty confident we'll make it to the, the group stages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure we are actually seeded for the next part. I think it's dependent on the results of a few other games. So in the champions' path, um, there's a few different games. There's Dynamo Zagreb versus uh, Legia Warsaw. Then there's um, what's the other games? There's Fernand Faros versus Slavia Prague and Olympiakos or Ludogrets and Kluge versus Slovan Bratislava. So there's a few scenarios there where we might not be seeded. Mm. Uh, Put it this way then, see all of those teams, see if you ask them who, who they want to avoid, I guarantee you it'd be us. Oh definitely, they'll be they'll definitely be wanting Rangers, we'll be the one to avoid. Um, given the, the, the European performances last year, that's there's no one in there that's at a standard below, eh, sorry, that is a standard um, above what we've played and beat, so uh, we should be able to take care of them. But let's focus on Malmo first there. Let's get that one out of the way and then we'll we'll see what the draw brings. The draw is on Monday. Monday morning we've got the draw for the for the next round should we should we beat Malmo. Kenny, at the beginning I did mention the Euros, but we never really touched on the players that um represented Rangers. Um Colin and I mentioned a couple of players last week, but um specifically Patterson being left out um in favour of O'Donnell. Anything that any of the, the players stand out for you at the Euros or any comments that you'd like to make? I think um, Kamara seemed to do quite well and picked up a bit of traction and attention when he was there. Um, I think I've seen something on three games or two games or something to get man of the match. Or that's nonsense, but yeah, um, I watched obviously the, the game against Denmark um, that he played in. Um, Overshadowed with obviously the the Ericsson incident, but he he, he done well in there. Um, and like, yeah, like you were saying, Patterson being left out, it would have been good for him, I think. Because nobody, I know people were hopeful, but see realistically, did anyone ever expect Scotland to progress? So 
I'm always of the opinion that you'd rather go out and have a have a go at it than sit back, try this sitting back and um, going out anyway. And okay, Paris, eh, O'Donnell played all right against England, but really the other two games overall would it really have been any better than than you would have got from Paris? Yeah, I was surprised. I said it last week that it was just a a poor decision that he's. Steve Clark's obviously got him as his, one of his favourites and when he's, uh, and he had a bad game and then he just felt he had to back him up and sort of not drop him. But mm. there's no room for the same when you I get I do kind of get that. I do kind of get it, but I don't know why. I think the problem the problem in this country with football is it's too... They're thinking, they're thinking too backwards. They're too backward-minded. Um... I just think now, especially with, and like I say, I get that it was the first tournament in 23 years, but I think you've seen Billy Gilmer coming on and doing well and, and getting praise. I just think overall we should have pushed the, pushed the youth on more. Yeah, this is an opportunity, wasn't it? I know it's a first in 23, but this is your opportunity to blood them and give them the experience so that the next tournament, should we get there, they're ready, they've experienced it and they've got that, got that in their locker. Um, yeah, disappointing for that. I did see Kamara's stats in a few games, and they were, you know, they were top passer on the pitch, you know, pass completion, yards ran, and all that. So he really stood it, not just as a sort of a fan looking at it um, as a game, but even all the stats, which I know a lot of people follow, he seemed to to rack up quite a few quite a few numbers, as they say. Yeah, good to see Barisic as well. Um... Getting on and getting a few minutes. I was at the fan zone for the Scotland Croatia game, and honestly, see when he came on and everyone was booing him. Oh, couldn't hold my gun. <laughs> Love it. Um, and Holanda. See, before I thought Holanda would have maybe got a bit more, a bit more game time. I know you've got Lindelof in the team, um, that Sweden team. Um, I thought Holanda might have got a bit more, a bit more game time. Yeah, it was Danielson, and then he was a boy that gets sent half, I think. Um, he was the one, that, he was uh, obviously in place of Philander, if you like, but um, yeah, he wasn't for being shifted. But when he did come on, I thought he'd done all right, he had a few things away, just what you expect for Philander. He'd done his, he'd done his job when he, when he came on for the Sweden, but yeah, it would be nice to see him get a wee bit more game time. I think if Finland, Croatia, Scotland, Sweden, um, make it to the World Cup. I mean, obviously you've got countries like Nigeria, Romania with Hachi Aribo. Um, you know, starting to, our players are starting to get more international as well. And Ryan's saying that the only players in the squad that aren't internationals are the English players. You might be right. You know, you've got Eton. So Eton for Switzerland. Yeah. Morelos, um, obviously with Colombia. Yeah. Our fields with Canada, Davis is with Northern Ireland. Um, Katic at Croatia. I know he was injured, but he'll, he'll come back into this, this squad. Um, so, yeah, I think if we get to the World Cup, um, or however many players we get to the World Cup, it's just going to give them exposure. And hopefully, if we can, we've still got them at that point, and then they do need to move on, that'll, that'll increase the, the market value. Yeah. There's just a wee slight concern about the. You know, if they've been away at the Euros and they've been training hard and playing hard, are they going to be a wee bit jaded at the beginning of the season? I hope there's no sort of 
um, hangover from that for, for the guys that have been there, but I'm sure they'll be well managed with the sports scientists and 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 we've got the squad, as I was saying earlier, we've got the squad to to accommodate that and give players the right amount of time. Uh-huh. Well, that's us then. Onwards to, to Livingston on Saturday. Um, we're both confident of a victory and I'm going to go a prediction of 3-0. I know you're not willing to put your head in the block and give a prediction, but I'll go 3-0, two for Itton and one for Goldson. That's the prediction of Goldson head off a corner. <laughs> 54th minute. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I always like to have a precise prediction. Oh, do you know what I'll go for as well? I think it'll be... I'm going to go 2. I'll go 2-0. Two, 2-0 no. two no to the Rangers. 3-0 no to the Rangers. See, Sakala and Kent. I'm not giving you the minutes. <laughs> very good. Okay, thanks very much, Kenny, for joining us today on today's podcast. And thanks to the listeners who have tuned in today. Um, As always, leave your feedback in the comments section on YouTube, Spotify, Twitter, all the usual places. Thanks very much, guys. We are the people. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.